It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Friday morning to you, March 17th, 7 a.m. St. Patrick and Brenda Top with you the to on you, Brenda. the Morning Blend. Very, very happy St. Patrick's Day to you. Happy Patron Saint Day. It is a wonderful day to celebrate. Everybody's Irish today. That's and it. Uh, Yeah, and it, you know, one thing we don't want to lose sight of the fact that, that uh, St. Patrick was a powerful evangelist. Oh, and, you sure. know, that's kind of our work, too. So I, I don't want to lose sight, you know, in the, in the partying and festive mood of, of what we're really celebrating. And that is the fact that St. Patrick brought Catholicism to Ireland, to the pagans of Ireland. And don't ever want to lose sight of what was really important about that. Oh, and for sure he drove out the snakes, too. So I definitely (laughs) think I need to make a trip to Ireland just for that reason alone. So you're donning your green in honor of St. Patrick. I am donning my green. And right here, where did he go? Where's our little bobblehead? There he is. You you brought in a St. Patrick bobblehead. That is a joyful bishop right there. It, very joyful here in the, the bobblehead and the way he shakes. Love this. Love this. Keep this in my kitchen, actually. I love it. That's You know what, though? That, that shows us that the joy of our Catholic faith is always with us. And, and uh, yeah, I think, you know, if, if St. Patrick were here and he'd say, you know, if I, uh, if I have to wear a bobblehead to remind you every day to love God, <laughs> so be it, Patrick. I love it. Thank you for bringing that in and sharing it. And we also have another feast day coming up Monday, St. Joseph's feast day on Monday. And then in between the solemnity for Lent on Sunday, it's, God, it's just jam packed full of joy and wonderful Catholic spirit and i'm so happy to have that going on well fantastic so yeah we got a fun show ahead for you now patrick you brought in something to share now yesterday i said i was going to bring in something to share and i forgot to cook it oh no oh i I had geared up my taste buds for this probably hungry i i took this recipe for irish soda bread from my friend sharon she's a fabulous cook and in fact she is hosting us this evening for a wonderful saint patrick's day dinner uh and friendship and she will have this on her menu but she has the best irish soda bread recipe I have ever had. It's a little bit sweet. She adds just a little bit of sugar in there and it just really helps it out. So I didn't have buttermilk and that's the ingredient that really brings this all together. And so when I went to fix it, I wasn't about to go out to the store again because I'd already been at the grocery store. How many times (laughs) does that happen where you go to the store earlier in the day and then you go home to fix something and you go, I didn't get all the ingredients. It happens every time. Every time. But here I'll do one thing, not quite as good, but I'll do a good thing here. I'm going to put the recipe for Sharon's famous Irish soda bread on the podcast website today. Okay, because you know, being Irish, I have eaten my fair share of soda bread. Yes. Gotta tell you, nine times out of ten, it's too dry. Okay. Yeah, You're not that, gonna that, have that, that, with that this. is that is the my main complaint about soda bread is more often than not, not every time, but more often than not, it is too darn dry. It's like eating chalk. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
that's not going to be the case okay. with this one. All so right. I'm going to give you the recipe. I'm going to share it with everybody else. And uh, we hope that it's just like a good accompaniment to uh, your festivities this evening. You know, maybe if you, uh, many people fast on Fridays. I think Irish soda bread, if you're bread and water fast today, this will uh, be a pretty nice That's way to hardly do that. a penance there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we do have a great show ahead for you. In fact, we should get right at it, Patrick. So what do you got coming up? Well, coming up, well, we've got a, a major accident here on the west side of town we need to talk about. Also, the big dance is dancing. Boy, yesterday was filled with basketball. Same again today. And our Portland Pilots, the women's basketball team, headed down to UCLA's campus, the famous Pauley Pavilion. They will be dancing tomorrow. We'll tell you all about that. That's, That's a, very exciting. That is really exciting, too. And, Patrick, you were wise to tell us that St. Patrick was all about evangelization. Well, I've got throughout the show today the old words, ancient words of Pope, uh, or excuse me, of Pope, of St. Patrick, well, they're relevant today. And so we've got some good tips for you on how to live your life according to St. Patrick. Awesome. So stay with us. we got a great show ahead. Here's Jackie Bisson and Touch the Sky. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. When fortune lies beyond the stars doesn't hides too fast to climb I got so hard to fall so far but I found heaven is love's my flow my heart beating my soul breathing I found my life when I laid it down upward falling spirit so
between your faith and everyday life. That's Jackie Bisson and Touch the Sky on Mater Day Radio. Pat and Brenda with you on this St. Patty's Day. And just ahead, we're going to learn all about St. Patrick. And Dina Marie checks in with all those details. You're going to learn a little something about the Irish just ahead on Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. At Mater Dei Radio, everything we do is meant to illuminate the truth of Christ. From starting the day with David and Brenda on the morning blend to closing the night with the mysteries of the rosary, we're devoted to leading souls into the way, the truth, and the life of Jesus. 
Mark your calendar for April 17th through 21st as we seek the truth during Day Radio's 2023 Spring share It's going to be a week of joyful celebration, and you can be a big part of it by helping us build a strong matching fund. Your support now will have a deep impact on Day Radio's success in April by providing a strong incentive for our share listeners to match your prayerful giving. To learn more and make your matching gift, go now to MotterdayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app and seek the truth during our 2023 Spring share at Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 713 here at Monterey Radio. Well, yesterday was officially the warmest day we've had this year. It's going to be even a little warmer today. We hit 61 degrees at PDX yesterday afternoon. Then overnight temperatures, we stayed in the 40s. Now for your St. Patrick's Day, spend another afternoon under warmer temperatures. Look to get to be about 62 degrees today as we move through the day. Then more clouds fill the sky. Overnight, we're cooling back to the 40s. Then Saturday, not to be outdone by today could be even a couple of degrees warmer. Wow. Looks like though rain's back on the menu for Sunday. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> right now it's 39 degrees on the banks of the Malala River at St. Patrick Parish in Canby. And it is 37 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. Good morning. This is Dina Marie, host of Faith Moments and the Voice of the Shepherd with a Saint Moment on Day Radio. On March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, it seems as if everyone is a little bit Irish. It's a day where we wear green and don the three-leaf shamrock and traditions that reach beyond our Catholic community. But what do we really know about St. Patrick? And did we know that he really wasn't from Ireland? Well, with me today is Father James Kubicki to give us some insights on St. Patrick and how he can help us on our Lenten journey. Welcome back, Father James. Great to have you back with us today. Thank you, and happy St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) Well, St. Patrick, he was born around the year 387, so back way back in the fourth century, which, um, you know, the Roman Empire was still uh, alive. I wouldn't say it was well, it was ailing, uh, but it was still in control of Great Britain. And that's where St. Patrick was born, on the British Isle. The Romans, during his youth, left England, left Britain. And as a result, life was up for grabs. Uh, There were pirates from Ireland who came and started pillaging the countryside and in fact, kidnapped Patrick and took him to Ireland where he was enslaved. He became uh, a herdsman. He would watch over the flocks of a wealthy Irish landowner. And uh, during the six years that he was in captivity there, He experienced a conversion during that long time that he was quiet at night watching the flocks or during the daytime, he prayed. And he said at one point, he he said, you know, he prayed a hundred prayers during the day and just as many at night. And so in his loneliness and in his lack of freedom, his enslavement, he turned to God. And isn't that often the case that when we experience a crisis in our lives or in our world, in our country, people turn to God. But uh, Patrick did not let that be just something he did at a time of crisis, because he had a dream in which he was told it was time for him to escape. And so he escaped. He caught a ship that took him back to Britain. 
And he did not forget the Irish people. In fact, he had another dream in which he sensed or experienced people from Ireland telling him, come back, come back and give us and bring us the gospel, bring us Jesus. And so in time, he was ordained a priest and a bishop and was sent back as a bishop to Ireland, where he began evangelizing, speaking with with the pagan leaders and kings and people. And um, they received the gospel open uh, heartedly. And um, the, the, we had one of the great conversion uh, conversion experiences in history with Ireland, the first country, by the way, in Europe that became Christian without any martyrs. So the, um, other countries experienced martyrdom like France and Spain, but in Ireland, there were no martyrs. And it was totally through the efforts, the holiness, the teaching of St. Patrick. So inspiring the life of St. Patrick and to see um, his conversion. You know, when he was taken as a slave, he was a teenager. I just think about this young man over several years having to kind of be this shepherd, but um, his heart changed. And I think about the hope of our young people who desire truth, who desire good, who desire God. Great things are coming from our young people like they came from St. Patrick. Right. And, you know, it's a result of prayer. I know uh, many young people are drawn, for example, here in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, there is uh, a weekly prayer uh, with uh, mass, but it's preceded by worship and praise music and also with uh, time for confession. And the pe- young people are, are flocking to this church. It's, uh, they call the, uh, the weekly program Cor Jesu, Heart of Jesus. So I think a prayer was, you know, at, at the heart of Patrick's conversion, but also that prayer led him to be forgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could have carried away a great resentment toward the Irish people who had enslaved him. But instead, prayer softened his heart and made him open to receiving the guidance to return and bring to them Jesus. Jesus on the cross gives us the great example of forgiveness when he prays, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And so as Patrick was was praying with the life of Jesus, um, those words touched him that he did not hold the resentment. And I think for us during this season of Lent, as we look to how we need to be purified or where we need a conversion in our hearts, as we prepare perhaps for reconciliation service in our churches, it be important. It would be important for us to consider, you know, do I hold any resentments against anyone? Uh, are there people that I feel in my heart I would never want to see again? Uh, and to start praying for them and praying God would bless them if they need a conversion, to bring them to a conversion just the way the, uh, the Lord brought the Irish people to a conversion uh, through the prayers and sacrifice of St. Patrick. Right. We're talking about the life of St. Patrick, of course, or his feast day is on the 17th of March. Father James Kubicki with me and that time after time, when we talk about the saints, Father, we hear about that change in their heart, their love of God helps them to forgive. I think last month um, we didn't talk about St. Josephine Bakita, but what an amazing story. Again, a young slave brought into slavery as a young, young girl, but she grew to forgive those who offended her. And again, the those stories are the stories that remind us um, to open our hearts. And and this is a time uh, for us to do such things. 
and it takes prayer. It takes time and penance. It takes time with one another. Um, some thoughts you have of just how we could use this Lenten. It's a gift, I think, to the church to give us 40 days to spend mm-hmm. in a different way. The liturgy is different. It's penitential. The readings are rich. But if we are really holding something deep in our hearts, a grudge, an anger, uh, maybe an unforgiveness, uh, to work through that during this time. That's right. You know, two of the Lenten practices are prayer and fasting. And when we think of fasting, we think uh, most of all of fasting from different foods, uh, sweets or desserts or, or meat. But perhaps our prayer, especially if we're looking at our enemies, people that have hurt us in any way or people from whom we've been alienated in our family or enemies of our nation, if we were to pray about them and pray for them, perhaps that would help us to fast from negative thinking, from anger, resentment. And, uh, and that can lead, at least in our hearts, to reconciliation. Uh, this is so important because we cannot go into heaven if we're holding on to a grudge or a resentment. There's no room in heaven for negative thinking about others, uh, for unforgiveness. And so we have this uh, time of Lent as, as a beautiful season where we take stock of our lives and we ask ourselves, you know, where do I need conversion of heart? And uh, perhaps it's, you know, those ways that we look at other people negatively because they're from a different political party or from a different nation or whatever it may be. What's important for us is never to let any negative feelings turn into a resentment. And as soon as we feel a negative feeling towards someone, to turn that into a prayer. As you said, Dina Marie, St. Josephine Bakhita, or uh, St. Patrick are both examples of uh, praying. And I think of living out one of my favorite scripture passages is Romans 8, 28, where it says, God makes everything work together for the good of those whom he loves. And I think in both cases, we have saints who were enslaved and who found God in the midst of their enslavement and afterwards would say, you know, if it had not been for that bad experience uh, that brought me to my knees, made me depend more upon God, uh, if it hadn't been for that, I would not be the person I am today. And so there are great examples of how God used something that on the outside would appear to be very negative. Uh, God turned it into a great good for them. Absolutely. Well, such inspiration coming from the life of St. Patrick. And I know we did receive in the Diocese of Seattle, and I'm pretty sure the Diocese of Portland, a dispensation that we can celebrate fully the St. Patrick Day feast with corned beef on a Friday if we choose to. Is that the case in your area? Well, it is too. Uh, Archbishop Jerome Listecki, the Archbishop of of Milwaukee, gave us um, permission to, to have a corned beef and cabbage, <laughs> corned beef, the meat on, on right. St. Patrick, which is a Friday. But I'll be honest, Dina Marie, I, I, it's more of a penance for me maybe to eat corned beef than it is to eat fish because I, <laughs> I love right. fish. So um, maybe that will be a part of my penance on, on uh, St. Patrick's Day. That's right. Well, let's continue to pray for the saints and ask them to pray for us. And would you help us close, Father James, with your prayer and blessing? Happy to do so. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the ways that your grace is at work in the lives of people, in the lives of the saints, the life of the church, in our lives. We ask that nothing may hold us back, nothing may hold us back from your love and the mercy that you have for us and that you want for our world. We pray especially that you give us a blessing during this Lenten season, that our hearts may be more like the heart of Jesus. And may your blessing come upon all the people that are listening and our family and friends in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father James, and have a blessed St. Patrick's Day. Thank you. You too, Dina Marie. And it is 724 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, it is wonderful to hear about the real life of St. Patrick. Another place you can go to learn about the lives of the saints. It's that wonderful show by our friend Julie Andurko. Your next mission from God, she reveals the lies of the saints. And she always says it, Patrick, sometimes they got it wrong before they got it right. It is a great motto for all of us and great inspiration. In fact, you can find our full lineup of great programming here at Mater Day Radio. Just head over to our webpage under programming and 24-7, you will find our list of great programming. You can also access that list on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle connects through all-source communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? All-source communications is an independent, local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for all-source communications. Connecting Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 726 at Mater Day Radio, where the Irish eyes are smiling on this St. Patty's Day. And we've got a bit of a traffic situation on the west side of town. We'll update you on that. And the Portland Pilots headed to Los Angeles for the big dance. And words to live by, by the wonderful St. Patrick. I will have that story for you, plus more coming up. Three minutes, here is Lee Ressler. How sweet the sound. You are listening to The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Before the sun could conquer night Before the mountains kissed the sky You were there, breathing out new life Step to the highest height 
hope that there be light When you watched heaven and earth collide Creation sang a song to your delight And it said, God of power, God of might I'm lifting up my hands to you, my God For everything you are and what I am not I'm singing out in praise to the skies above How sweet the sound of your amazing love You are nothing but the truth It's 731 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news, one person is dead and another is in the hospital following a crash that closed part of Tualatin Valley Highway in Aloha earlier this morning. The Washington County Sheriff's Office said that shortly after 4.30 a.m., they tweeted that deputies were on the scene of a deadly crash involving a pedestrian and a vehicle. The pedestrian involved in the crash died at the scene. Deputies said the driver was rushed to a hospital but did not release the severity of their injuries. 
Both directions of TV Highway are expected to be closed for several hours this morning between Southwest 174th Avenue and Southwest 182nd Avenue. So that'll slow down your commute this morning. Well, a popular canon law website, canonlaw.ninja, is removing much of his content by today to, to comply with a copyright complaint, which will leave the website without an English translation of the Catholic Church Code of Canon Law. Now, the website describes itself as a resource for both professional and armchair canonists, includes an up-to-date translation of the Code of Canon Law with a tool that helps users easily find the information they're seeking. Now, Father Paul Hedman created the website when he was a seminarian and pays for the website's upkeep with donations from users. Now, Hedman was served with a cease and desist order from the Canon Law Society of America, which is the copyright holder of the translation. Now, the letter demands Hedman remove and destroy all copyrighted material from the website and halt any further use reproduction, and transmission that would infringe on CLSA's copyright. And it further demands that Hedman destroy all materials, including physical copies of a copyrighted translation, except for publications purchased from CLSA. Cash short banks have borrowed about $300 billion from the Federal Reserve in just the past week, the central bank announced yesterday. Nearly half the money, $143 billion, went to holding companies for two major banks that failed over the past week, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, triggering widespread alarm in financial markets. The Fed did not identify the banks that received the other half of the funding or say how many of them did so. The holding companies for the two paled banks were set up by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, the FDIC, which has taken over both banks. The money they borrowed was used to pay their uninsured depositors with bonds owned by both banks posted as collateral. The FDIC has guaranteed the repayment of the loans, the Fed said. The figures provide a first glimpse of the scale of the Fed's assistance to the financial sector after the two banks collapsed over last weekend. And the Catholic Diocese of Albany became the latest diocese in New York to seek bankruptcy protection this week as it faces hundreds of lawsuits alleging sexual abuse. Bishop Edward Scharfenberger announced the Chapter 11 filing after months of negotiations between the upstate New York diocese and lawyers representing plaintiffs over potential settlement. The Albany Diocese, like others in the state, is dealing with a deluge of lawsuits dating to when New York temporarily suspended the statute of limitations to give victims of childhood abuse the ability to pursue even decades-old allegation against clergy members, teachers, Boy Scout leaders, and others. Now, the bishop said that as cases brought under the state's Child Victims Act were settled, quote, our limited self-insurance funds, which have been paying those settlements, have been depleted. Now, he said the bankruptcy filing was the best way to ensure that all survivors with pending litigation receive some compensation. The action halts legal action against the diocese and will allow it to develop a reorganization plan that will determine available assets. The Oregon State Legislature is expected to okay $200 million for emergency housing and homelessness services. The $200 million in emergency outlay would be on top of any funding that makes its way into the general housing and homelessness budget for the coming two years. 
The money aims to bolster rent assistance, expand shelters, protect homeless youth, and catalyze affordable housing development. The two bills that would make the package a reality, House Bill 2001 and House Bill 5019, are scheduled for a House vote on Wednesday. The bipartisan package is expected to easily pass before headed to the Senate. The bill calls for a significant amount of the money to be allocated soon after Oregon Governor Tina Kotek signs the bill, likely before the end of this month. Well, this year, a record number of vendors will be joining the Vancouver Farmers Market, which opens this weekend. But unlike in previous years, they'll likely be able to vend into the winter months. With more vendors signed up at the downtown market, uh, there were uh, more than all other three year round. Now the market has 253 vendors already signed up this year. 63 of them are brand new, and that's 20 more new vendors than the market has seen in previous years. Now, plus, vendors are signing up for more days. Now, some days they even have waiting lists. Clark County attributes the newfound enthusiasm to vendors liking the market staff, how it's run, and Vancouver customers. Now, the vendor commitment has allowed the market to make its year-round transition, which is still being finalized with the city. The market will remain closed the last two weeks in December and then reopen the first Saturday in January. So like for fall markets, it would be open only on Saturdays for fewer hours than the summer market, which is open all day Saturday and, and all day Sunday. I can already taste those tomatoes. Aren't those amazing? Oh. There's nothing like a summer warm vine ripened organic tomato. And the squash too. I'm, I'm addicted to the fresh squash too. So oh, I can't wait. This is, uh, I know David loves the farmer's markets oh. and yeah, I, this is great. I never leave the Vancouver farmer's market without a beautiful bouquet of flowers too. Oh, very nice. Very, very nice. nice. You know, a bouquet of flowers is certainly deserved for the ladies on the hilltop. The University of Portland West Coast Conference champs are on their way down to LA for the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament. The Queens of the Bluff are a 12 seed in the big dance and face a first round matchup with number five, Oklahoma. They'll battle the Sooners tomorrow night at six o'clock. This may be the pilot's second time in four years as the WCC tournament champs under head coach Michael Meek, but it's the first time they'll make it to the tournament because of COVID. The 2020 tournament was canceled. Last time Portland was in the playoffs was a four-year run. They punched the ticket to the big dance all the way from 1994 to 1997, but have failed to notch a victory. So who knows? That could all turn tomorrow. Game tip-off is set for 6 o'clock at the historic Pauley Pavilion on the campus of UCLA, and you catch the game on ESPNU tomorrow night. Well, March is the month the Catholic Church dedicates to St. Joseph, the strong foster father of our Savior. And it's also the month in which the church recalls the legacy of our wonderful St. Patrick, the strong and saintly father of Ireland. Now, in March, you'll bewitch the luck of the Irish, but instead, let us pray for the kind of Irish blessing that can be found through the intercession of St. Patrick. Now, during this month, famous for shamrocks, let us turn to a saint we can admire for the way he used those shamrocks to honor the Trinity and all the wisdom he shared with the world. Today, we'll be sharing some tips from St. Patrick. Now, tip number one in his quotes, I prayed in the woods and on the mountain, even before dawn, I felt no hurt from the snow, nor ice or rain. 
So the first tip for life based on the wise advice of St. Patrick is this. Pray everywhere and at all times. Further, the beautiful world of God's creation should be a catalyst for prayer. Through his holy example, we learn that when we admire nature, we must never separate our admiration of that beauty from our gratitude for God, who is giving everything in nature out of love. You know, I pray the breastplate of St. Patrick every morning. It is a powerful, powerful prayer. And if uh, you're looking to add something during your Lenten season to your prayer itinerary, can't recommend it highly enough. Pray that today. Absolutely. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, with this beautiful weather, today would be an excellent day to spend at the grotto. In fact, today at 1030 begins their holy hour. Their mass is at 12 o'clock. Then at three o'clock, it's those outdoor stations of the cross. The Via Crucis is prayed every Friday of Lent at the outdoor stations of the cross path begins near the gift shop. Also, confessions will be available from 10 a.m. to 1145 at the priest's office in the visitor center. Now, remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, matradayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. Are you struggling with attachments? Well, the Catholic and Recovery Program could be for you. Brenda shares an exciting retreat that they have coming up on the way next after we check that wonderful weekend weather forecast. Don't miss the 33rd Annual Spring Fling Auction at Sacred Heart Catholic School in Jervis, Oregon. Join the fun on Saturday, April 22nd, beginning at 5 p.m. Admission includes dinner, dessert, beverages, and a chance to bid on some wonderful auction items. Purchase your tickets at the school office or from a parent. For more information, please call 503-792-4541. That's 503-792-4541. Please join me, Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, and the listeners of Mater Day Radio as we pray for the intercession of St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in our battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com forward slash prayer, or call our prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's materdayradio.com forward slash prayer. Support for Materday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. 
What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 743 at Day Radio, in store for a beautiful St. Patty's Day, high headed up to 62 this afternoon. Clouds roll in tonight, low of 41, and then even warmer tomorrow with a high of 64. But don't worry, the rain is back on Sunday. Currently, it is 38 degrees at the beautiful St. Patrick's Catholic Church right here in Portland. And in the heart of downtown Salem, right across from the state capitol, it's a chilly 34 degrees at St. Joseph Parish. Well, for those suffering from addictions and unhealthy attachments, you know, life can feel like a never-ending struggle to just let go of those vices. You might even want to feel like praying to the Lord, like, why am I burdened with this? Well, there is a ministry there for those who are suffering and for their families that allows God's healing grace well, just to pour over them and bring them to recovery. Catholic in Recovery is an organization that seeks to serve those suffering from addictions such as alcoholism, gambling, drug, and food addictions. And joining me today to talk about, well, a special weekend designed to really focus on those needs is Byron Murray. Byron, good morning. Thank you so much for joining the Morning Blend today. Thank you for uh, allowing me to be here. Such an incredible program, and we've talked to different people before about Catholic and recovery, and so many willing to share the powerful conversion they've had through this program. Byron, can you share with our listeners a little bit about how you first became involved with Catholic and recovery? I can. Uh, It was uh, uh, over five years ago or so, uh, a, a, a local priest, one of the priests from one of our parishes, put in the bulletins, all the church bulletins, that anybody who is interested in discussing uh, alcoholism and other addictions uh, to to sign up for a meeting, and we all got together uh, for a meeting with with uh, with Father. And uh, out of that came we 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 were thinking about how do we get the word out that uh, there are those of us in cat that are Catholic that are in recovery and that we could help each other. And uh, so that kind of started a discussion, and then one of our members, uh, one of our group, went up to Portland and attended a meeting of Catholic in Recovery. We didn't know anything about Catholic in Recovery, and uh, he brought back the information, and we uh, we did some research on it, and we decided to join. So we joined Catholic in Recovery, and it's one of many meetings uh, that that are held every day of the week. There's a there's a uh, meeting going on somewhere in the United States. Uh, Canada or Mexico now because the ministry is growing. And uh, we also have uh, virtual meetings every day uh, of the week uh, for uh, different things from general recovery to alcoholism to gambling. So uh, you can pick a meeting uh, that uh, reflects you. Well, it is such a wonderful program, and it's wonderful to know that just as our Catholic faith is, that it happens 
all the time around the world. There are just really wonderful access for us. This particular program, and we've heard of other types of 12-step programs, but this one is uniquely linked to our Catholic faith. Tell our listeners why the practice of the sacraments are so closely associated to Catholic in recovery that creates this unique program and the successes that it has. Well, uh, uh, the founder of the program, Scott Weaven, uh, is uh, in San Diego, and he started this just at because of what he was seeing in his local parish and, and his own addictions. And uh, he wanted to bring uh, the Catholic traditions, teachings, and scriptures into the recovery process. So that's how it all kind of started. But uh, every week, every week, uh, and no matter what meeting you go to, there will be a reading that's uh, given out to everybody. And, uh, and that reading, it uh, overlaps scripture from uh, Sunday's, upcoming Sunday's Mass readings with liturgical themes and recovery topics. We have an honest discussion and prayer, and it's all uh, under the umbrella of, of anonymity. So uh, so uh, we meet anonymously, and, and the, the power of all that is that you can actually relate your recovery to uh, your Catholicism. Uh, it, it, it kind of reaches out to you. And for me, personally, uh, it got me closer to the Church, got me closer to God, an understanding of the Church more deeply, and also it's developed a personal relationship over the past few years with the Holy Spirit that I never thought possible. Well, Byron Murray is joining us today. He is part of a team who is working with Catholic in Recovery. They have a wonderful opportunity coming up, and they are inviting those in need to join them March 24th and 26th. Well, Byron, when you say also practice of the Holy Spirit and it drawing you closer to the Lord, there is, I think, maybe a lot of healing, too, that has to go on. And to have the ability to receive the grace of the Holy Spirit and forgiveness through confession, those are important. As part of doing the program, and as you said, uh, they are meeting anonymously and working through these, these different struggles that people have. Are those attendees encouraged to take part in the sacraments like confession, like receiving communion on a regular basis, and then also being open to the grace of the Holy Spirit the way you were? Uh, well, yes, they, they all are. We, we talk about that in our meetings and, we, uh, and, and how it comes to us. Each one of us will sometimes individually talk about uh, our, our confession, going to confession, what it not what we're confessing uh, necessarily, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes we do, but we will talk about the effects of confession, what, what that means to us and how powerful it is, uh, the, uh, which uh, on all our Catholic recovery retreats have confession and Mass uh, as part of the retreat process. So, uh, so we bring that in. And, uh, we, we uh, for myself personally, with the Holy Spirit, if I can speak to that for just a minute. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm working on 28 years of sobriety. I'm a recovering, grateful recovering alcoholic. And uh, uh, 28 years doesn't really mean anything because it's just one day at a time. That's what our focus is. Our focus is today, the day that we're living in. That's what God has given us. Because all it takes is one slip and all that 28 years is gone. So what I, what I did along the way, when I, when I started getting sober 28 years ago, when I decided I had to get sober, I, uh, my, uh, 
one of my mentors and uh, sponsors kept telling me that somebody keeps reaching out to me and talking to me, and you're not listening. And well, that's the Holy Spirit. And I, I look back upon my uh, my uh, my addiction, my alcoholism, and, and the trail and what I was doing as an alcoholic when the Holy Spirit was reaching out to me. I said, well, there's a there there was something there, and I ignored it, and right. I, I ignored it all the time. Now I don't. Uh, once once I once I received my sobriety and started working on that trail, I started uh, listening for the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit has a uh, I think he's like God he has a great sense of humor. So uh, sometimes I'll ask him a question and, and uh, what will come back is, well, you know the answer to that. You know, why are you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I so, love that. This ministry once I started it. Uh, started opening up a whole lot to me uh, about not. I started understanding more about the scriptures. I started understanding more about the traditions of the church. And the other thing was, uh, one of our our priests has said one time, "You come to mass, you sit and listen." And that's that, that's what I try to do every day. I try to sit and listen for just a few minutes, and uh, and I want to listen to the, to what is being given to me by by the Holy Spirit. And uh, so that's. That's some of the things that have come out for me that I found useful. The other thing uh, in all this is the fellowship, the fellowship of recovering addicts. Uh, we, 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 we realize we're not alone and that uh, together uh, we're very strong and uh, hmm. we, we will get through all of this together. And uh, so it's one day at a time. And as we say, uh, uh, you keep coming back because it works, and also don't stop before the miracle and don't quit after the miracle. Just continue in, in the miracle path that has been given to you. Oh, Byron, that's absolutely beautiful. I love that. And nobody walks this alone for those who seek help. And, well, help is available for those who ask through Catholic in Recovery. They have a wonderful event coming up. And, Byron, I want to talk about your weekend retreat. It's just a short time away, but I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Absolutely. Love to talk about it. 753 at Mantra Day Radio. What a powerful interview. And we just asked for the intercession of Venerable Matt Talbot for all those who may be contemplating going on the retreat. I think it would be very special. Hey, just about a month away from right now, we will be celebrating with Mantra Day Radio's Spring share And I mean celebrating because on that Thursday, April 20th, is the 100th birthday of Mother Angelica, the foundress of EWT. And we will be having a party. Our good friend Dave Vassaris is going to be joining us. He just wrote a book about his life with Mother Angelica. We'll be offering that as one of our gifts and a very special gift. You may not have known this, but Mother Angelica drank a special blend of tea every single day. And we got our hands on that special tea blend. We'll be offering that as a gift. Mother Angelica's tea. It's all a part of our Seek the Truth 2023 Spring share coming up April 17th through 21st. We want you to be a part of it by helping us build that matching fund. And you can get all the details except for the tea recipe online <laughs> at MatraDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app.
Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. Broadcasting the fullness of truth, this is Mater Day Radio, KBB in Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, translator K235BF Eugene, and streaming at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Is God calling you to do something different with your life? Join Mater Dei Radio's team as our new grant writer. Shape the future of Catholic media through this dynamic part-time position, offering you competitive pay and an exciting opportunity for remote work with flexible hours to suit your schedule. Get more details on the grant writer position and how to apply at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com to join us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life at Mater Dei Radio. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 757 at Mater Day Radio. And just ahead, we've got a major tie-up on the west side of town. We'll tell you all about that. And the big dance is dancing. And high school juniors and seniors, put your thoughts and pen to paper. You could receive a great scholarship from the USCCB. I'll tell you about that story right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. No matter where you live or who you are, there's a pretty good chance you've heard of St. Patrick. Not many saints are lucky enough to be remembered around the world on their feast day, after all. For Catholics, the challenge in celebrating a figure so popular and widespread comes in discerning history from hearsay and faith from festivities. Unfortunately for us, St. Patrick lived 1,500 years ago, and only some details about his life are well recorded. We know he was born around 10 or so years before the turn of the 5th century, and thanks to his autobiographical work, The Confessio, we know a few details about his childhood. The name Patrick used for himself in his writings was Patricius, a Roman name. From this and other details, we can surmise that he was born within the Roman Britain, though the town he listed as his birthplace was never definitively located. Wherever this place was, it wasn't too well protected. Patrick was abducted by pirates when he was a teenager and shipped off to Ireland as a slave. Upon arrival, Patrick was sold off and set to work tending sheep, which might not sound like the worst job, but conditions were still harsh. He had to keep watch over the flocks constantly, sleeping with little clothing or shelter through bitter cold. Patrick admits in his autobiography that he was hardly religious, but being in isolation for months at a time, he found no one to turn to but God. Under such hardship, his faith grew enormously. He often woke before the dawn in snow and ice, but found that he remained strong and unharmed by the chill. He must have been miraculously healthy, because six years after his enslavement, when he received a message in a dream telling him to seek a ship that would take him home, 
He traveled more than 200 miles on foot to reach the sea. Despite the fact that he was now a fugitive slave, Patrick found a ship whose captain was willing to let him aboard, and in three days, he was in Britain. With great difficulty, he made his way back home to his parents, but he wouldn't stay there long. Patrick received another dream, which summoned him back to Ireland, and despite his parents' protests, he felt called to a holy task. He traveled to Gaul and studied for many years until he eventually became a bishop. Finally, prepared to undertake his task, he returned to the land where he was once a slave. There is many legends and tales regarding Patrick's time in Ireland. Determining which are true miracles and which are popular fictions is difficult, if not impossible. But some things remain certain. Patrick was a powerful force for change. A wave of reform swept over Ireland in his wake, changing not just religion, but culture. The then strong pagan nation became a place of learning and deep faith. Evidence of this change survives in religious communities like the Cathedral of Armagh. Though the building itself was destroyed and rebuilt many times, it's still known as St. Patrick's Cathedral. Jesus himself spoke in parables. He knew that one of the best ways to get across to people was by using stories. There's no shortage of stories about St. Patrick, but regardless of their content, what matters is that they rose out of the example of an inspiring figure who endured great hardship to win countless souls for God. St. Patrick, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to find amazing Lenten resources from Mater Day Radio, please download today our free Hail Mary media app. You can find all the details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news, one person is dead, another is in the hospital following a crash that closed part of the Tualatin Valley Highway in Aloha early this morning, according to the Washington County Sheriff's Office. Shortly after 4.30 this morning, the Sheriff's Office tweeted that deputies were on the scene of a deadly crash involving a pedestrian and a vehicle. The pedestrian involved in the crash died at the scene. Deputies said the driver was rushed to a hospital but did not release any further details on their injuries. Both directions of TV Highway are expected to be closed for several hours this morning between Southwest 174th Avenue and Southwest 182nd Avenue. And uh, that's going to cause a bit of a delay if you're traveling on the west side. Lots of traffic on TV Highway. Well, Catholic churches in Austria plan to stay open in spite of a general threat to Christian churches. Police in Vienna, the Austrian capital, said that the country's public security directorate has received indications that an attack with an Islamist motive has been planned in the city. Now, Vienna police said on Wednesday that it had increased patrols at places of worship as a common preventative measure. But a spokesman for the Archdiocese of Vienna told the Associated Press that Catholic churches do not appear to be the main target. He said, while we do not appear to be primarily affected, we were informed by police about the general threat, said Michael Pruler. Now, the Archdiocese has decided to keep churches open to the public and celebrate all church services as planned for the time being. And the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Committee for Religious Liberty, along with the USCCB Secretariat of Catholic Education, is hosting a Religious Liberty Essay Contest for high school juniors and seniors. The contest, titled 
Witnesses to Freedom requires participants to share the story of a witness to freedom. The participants should choose one person or group, such as an organization or community, who is important in the story of religious freedom, according to the contest rules. Now, essays are due March 24th, and winners will be announced in May. Now, the first place essay will be published by our Sunday visitor and The author will be awarded a $2,000 scholarship. The Biden administration released video yesterday of a Russian fighter jet jumping fuel on a U.S. Air Force surveillance drone as the U.S. sought to hold Russia responsible for the collision that led to the drone's crash into the Black Sea without escalating already fraught tensions with the Kremlin. The U.S. military's declassified 42-second color footage shows a Russian Su-27 approaching the back of the MQ-9 Reaper drone and releasing fuel as it passes, the Pentagon says. In a related story, Chinese President Xi Jinping plans to visit Russia from Monday through Wednesday, an apparent show of support for Russian President Vladimir Putin amid sharpening east-west tensions over the war in Ukraine and the latest sign of Beijing's emboldened diplomatic ambitions. Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine is expected to dominate Putin and Xi's discussions. China has refused to condemn Moscow's aggression and sought to project itself as neutral in the conflict, even while Beijing declared last year that it had a no-limits friendship with Russia. T-Mobile U.S. Inc. is buying Mint Mobile, the budget wireless provider partly owned by actor Ryan Reynolds, for as much as a $1.35 billion dollars in an effort to bolster its prepaid phone business and reach more lower income customers. Now, the ultimate purchase price will be based on Mint reaching certain performance goals both before and after the transaction closes. Reynolds, who owns an undisclosed but significant stake in Mint, will continue to make commercial appearances on the company's behalf. Now, Mint offers some of the country's lowest price mobile plans starting at $15 a month for four gigabytes of wireless data. The company did not disclose a Mint subscriber count, though. So what a guy, Ryan Reynolds. I mean, you know, he owned Aviation Gin here in Portland, was uh-huh. one of the owners there. And they sold, I believe, last year to Diageo, one of the big liquor conglomerates, and for a significant amount of money. So uh, not only is he a talented actor, but also a, quite an entrepreneur. Hats he, off to him. He might have that Midas touch. They say his share in this purchase could be upwards of nine figures. Nine mm. figures. Wow. Well, in sports... They're dancing. The 13th seed Paladins of Furman stole the show on day one of the NCAA basketball tournament, topping number four seed Virginia, 68-67, in a wild finish that gave us the first major upset of the day. And then a couple of hours later, number 15 seed Princeton joined the party, knocking off number two seed Arizona. But other top seeds looked pretty dominant throughout the day yesterday and what is supposed to look like especially in first-round games. All of it's coming together to provide an intriguing second round. But first, we've got another day of first-round games today. They're going to be tipping off about an hour from now, uh, about 9.15, I believe, is the first game our time. And uh, my Baylor Bears going to be tipping off about 10.30. Uh, It's kind of funny. Both you and I in our brackets, we've got the same team winning it. 
And Go it Bulldogs. is it's the Zags. Yeah, I, I just I got a feeling about them. Okay, yeah. I'm with you. I'm I I think they'll win every but, year. But but also I had a feeling about Arizona, uh, so, and they're done. Alabama. So. Who else? I Alabama won last who night. Who are so. all of our Catholic universities in that? We'll have to look that up and see. Quite a few of them. Yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. But the, Gonzaga is certainly at the top of the top of the heap there. <laughs> Well, all throughout the show, we are talking about the wonderful St. Patrick as we celebrate his day today. You'll be wish the luck of the Irish, but instead, why not pray for the kind of Irish blessing that can be found through the intercession of St. Patrick? Here's a second tip from his words. Here's a prayer, and you'll recognize here's part of it. Christ be with me, Christ within me, Christ behind me. Christ before me, Christ beside me, Christ to win me, Christ to comfort me and restore me. Of course, it goes on. Every morning, Brenda. I say it every morning. Now, these (laughs) words of St. Patrick are taken from his famous Lorica prayer, which is St. Patrick, the breastplate we know it as. Now, St. Patrick's work was dangerous and there were many who wished him harm. So each day he prayed this as I said, known as the breastplate of St. Patrick, this poetic prayer is sure to hearten and strengthen anyone who prays it. And in this famous prayer, we are taught by St. Patrick how to prepare for each day's challenges and anxieties as we remember Christ who walks with us in every moment. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And after you have said your prayers and asked for St. Patrick's intercession, have a little celebration, too. I think he would like that this evening at 530. It's the St. Patrick's Day dinner with Irish Echo in Eugene happening at Maris High School. Join Catholic Community Services of Lane County for an evening of food, music, fun, helping our neighbors. This annual celebration brings the community together from churches, schools, businesses, while the Irish Echo provide traditional music. You can find all the details on these and other events by going to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, if you're out looking for shamrocks today, it's going to be a beautiful afternoon to do that. And we'll check the forecast. Plus, Brenda continues her interviews on Catholics in Recovery, a powerful interview. You'll want to stick around for part two. All that's just ahead next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Brother Louis-Marie de Montfort. Please join me in the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, and in reparation for sins committed against the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Hearts of Mary. 
Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support from Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Prayer is one of the three pillars of Lent, and Matrade Radio is ready to offer up your special intentions during this holy season. Our committed team of prayer warriors wants to hear from you by clicking Pray on the Hail Mary Media app or matradayradio.com. Call them directly with your request at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. You can keep praying with Matrade Radio during Lent through our daily broadcast of the celebration of Holy Mass, the mysteries of the Rosary, and the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. Plus, there's stirring Lenten reflections, special features on the morning blend, and the Stations of the Cross of our Lord's Passion at 7 o'clock on Friday nights. Pray your way through Lent into Easter with the Hail Mary Media app and Matrade Radio leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 812 at Mater Day Radio, and we are in store for a beautiful St. Patty's Day. A little bit of a chilly start, but we'll hit a high this afternoon up to 62. Cloudy tonight, low only 41, and then sunny again tomorrow with a high of 64. But if you want rain, we've got it on Sunday. Currently, it is still a chilly 37 degrees at St. Mary of Guadalupe in Ridgefield. And it's warmed up to a balmy 39 at St. Joseph Parish in Cloverdale. I am back now with Byron Murray. He is joining me today because we are talking about this incredible program, Catholic in Recovery, and it is meant to minister to those who are suffering and their families from any unhealthy attachment. There's a special event coming up next weekend that is inviting those who need it to attend. Byron, thank you so much for staying with me today. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Byron, we started to talk about this a little bit before we uh, had to break, and that has to do with the feeling that people will walk alone through this. Well, so often, and maybe you can also attest to this, that this never is such an isolated event. There are so often families that are struggling right along with that person because they love them so much. How is Catholic in Recovery there to help family members who are trying to walk with a loved one who is facing an addiction or unhealthy attachment. Well, you know, you're right. It, it, this, uh, any of these addictions affects the whole family, whether they're, uh, whether they have the addiction or not. And it's, it, it just breaks up families. It's a, it's a, it's horrible. Uh, alcoholism is a horrible disease and it does that. So, uh, for families though, uh, with Catholic in recovery, we, uh, we have, uh, meetings on, uh, for family and friends. Uh, where they can come in, and, and a lot of them are uh, Al-Anon uh, folks, and uh, and some of them are, are have come from AA. So uh, we encourage uh, families to 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 uh, go along with us on this, and and they add a lot of depth to uh, a lot of the a lot of things 
that we discuss and reveal in our meetings. So, yeah, we always encourage uh, family members to to attend, uh, spouses especially, and uh, it, it really adds a lot. So we welcome them. Well, they are welcome to an upcoming event, March 24th to the 26th. It is the Catholic in Recovery Retreat. You're invited to get away from everything and really focus time and attention on this. Byron, tell our listeners a little bit about it and why it's so important to maybe have these weekends away. Well, so that way you can focus on your needs. Uh, well, uh, several things. I, uh, uh, I love getting away more importantly, you get to meet people because I, I do a lot of this on virtually online. So a lot of the folks I meet online, and I don't see them in person. Although our our personal our person to person meeting, uh, there's about six to eight of us meet every week, and I see them. But a lot of the folks around the country and around Oregon, I don't get to see except on on Zoom. So this brings everybody together, uh, uh, where you can meet everybody and have a more of a personal relationship uh, and it's it's more defining it's and it's deeper even deeper than uh, uh, what you normally experience in a virtual meeting so that's one thing i like i like about it uh, the other thing is that we are able to uh, have the time because usually our virtual meetings are about an hour long or so uh this time we have we're, we're away from everything and we got some specific things we can do that can help us get deeper into uh, our recovery and understanding of, of uh, Jesus and the scriptures. So we we start off with testimonies, uh, giving a testimony. I'll, I'll give my testimony. Uh, and several of our other group and uh, our group will give a testimony over the weekend. And then but we have Catholic and recovery meetings that are focused on several different things. And so uh, we, we have those meetings, and then we'll have small group discussions about that. So what, what came out of the meeting? What did we hear? What did we feel? And uh, what are some of the themes and ideas that, that uh, provoked us? Uh, so we'll have several of those. We will have uh, a rosary. Uh, we will have uh, mass and adoration. Uh, we will uh, have uh, 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 actually Saturday night we have something that's pretty phenomenal. It's called five-minute testimonials testimonies uh, where you've got five minutes to tell your story of recovery. And uh, that's very powerful and uh, it's very unique. Uh, I've done it once uh, at a Catholic recovery retreat and enjoyed it immensely. Uh, once it was over, by the way, but I, I enjoyed it immensely, kind of cramming everything in in five minutes that I could. Uh, and that, listen to the others' uh, uh, testimonies. It was really powerful to me and really, really helped me getting deeper into uh, the spirituality of what's happening. And that's the key. This retreat really brings you into a more spiritual moment, I feel, uh, and especially in Catholicism, in, toward, uh, closer to the Catholic Church. And uh, for that, it's just invaluable. Hmm. It sounds like it is amazing weekend, and I'm sure that those who have been to these types of uh, meetings before can definitely attest to the power of Catholic in recovery. Byron, who are you inviting to this weekend retreat? Is it uh, the uh, the persons themselves who's suffering? Is it people who are in recovery for long term family members, or could it be for somebody who's maybe really in an active grips of addiction? Uh, all yes, all of those. We. Uh, we especially we encourage people that 
are looking for recovery that are really have, have either tried it. A lot, a lot of our folks have tried it before and, and, uh, and then they dropped out of the recovery, uh, a recovery program. So we, we invite everybody to come, you know, bring, bring your friends and family, uh, if you can, uh, bring, uh, uh, especially if you bring your spouse, that's very helpful. So we invite all of those. If you are, uh, in recovery now, like I am, I've, I've been in recovery for quite some time. I find this very useful in, in, in continuing uh, my recovery and uh, continue to understand uh, the uh, the teachings and traditions of the church and how it relates to my recovery. So all of that, we anybody, especially somebody that is looking to start the path or has started a path that didn't work out, please come and see us. We uh, welcome everybody. Oh, excellent. Well, Byron, it sounds again like it's going to be such a beautiful weekend and helping those who are so in need of God's healing grace. Where are they going to be able to find out information on Catholic and Recovery weekly meetings and also how they can find information and register for your March 24th retreat weekend? Okay, you go to catholicandrecovery.com, catholicandrecovery.com, small letters, they, uh, uh, that will get you to the website. And on the website for the virtual meetings, there is a, uh, there is a key there for meetings and virtual meetings. Uh, it lists, lists all the virtual meetings. Uh, the, uh, uh, and there's also a key for retreats, uh, that you can go to. And uh, our retreat is the first one that will pop up. There's some other treats coming up in the year around the country, but, uh, and and from that you just uh, uh, do a couple of clicks and uh, you get to the the page to register register your name and uh, and ask some information you know, name uh, uh, email address uh, so forth and what would what would you like to, us to focus on at the retreat so uh, uh, and then and from that uh, we can at the retreat we can kind of make sure that those things are addressed. Oh, wonderful. Well, again, as I said, it's a wonderful weekend ahead for those who need it. And Byron, thank you so much for sharing with us your story today and more about Catholic in Recovery. We wish you a very blessed weekend retreat coming up. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your time and God bless you. God bless you, too. So again, that is Byron Murray with Catholic in Recovery. The retreat is coming up March 24th to the 26th. I will will add the information where you can get right to the website that talks about their weekly meetings and also about this upcoming retreat. You're going to find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. 822 at Mater Dei Radio. I just really appreciate Byron's candor and his openness mm-hmm. and his honesty. And again, ask for the intercession of Venerable Matt Talbot. Ask for his prayers. Hey, we have got a wonderful way to help you with your spring cleaning around the house. It's that time of year, you know, with the sunshine coming out. Why not make room by donating your used car, truck, boat, or RV to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program? We just got a 2004 Honda Pilot earlier this week. And if you want to make some space around your place, it's really easy. Deb will make it so simple for you. Just go online to materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app 
All the details are there to get the ball rolling, and you can turn that used car, truck, boat, or RV into wonderful Catholic programming here at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. From Romans chapter two, do you suppose that you will escape the judgment of God? To those who by perseverance and doing good comes glory and honor and eternal life. Life can be a pileup of missteps, mistakes, and regrets, and the burden can be heavy. These can be with friends and relatives, over jobs or marriage or finances, with our health or the health of those close to us. Yes, the circumstances of each day can be overwhelming, leaving us very frustrated and down. Though Judgment Day comes, we need to let go and leave that to God alone. Jesus cautioned us against judging and instead stressed God's love for us and that the kingdom of God is now, encouraging us to embrace people and life now. The good news is about doing good in the glory of God. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Gisandi. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Top of the morning to you on this St. Patty's Day, 825 at Mater Day Radio. And just ahead, the Oregon State Legislature is about to tackle homelessness in a big way. And a canon law website being forced to shut down. And the priest is trying well, to keep it up. I'll have that story for you right after this. It's Lenten Music by Matt Marr, Abide With Me. And we are listening to the Morning Blend at Mater Day Radio. I have a home, eternal home, but 
But for now, I walk this broken world You walked it first You know our pain But you show hope can rise again up from the grave Abide with me Beautiful Lenten music for you this season. It is Matt Marr and Abide With Me. It's 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. Traffic headaches on the west side this morning. And one person is dead. Another is in the hospital following a crash that closed part of Tualatin Valley Highway in Aloha early this morning. The Washington County Sheriff's Office said that before 4.30 a.m., They tweeted that deputies were on the scene of a deadly crash involving a pedestrian and vehicle. 
The pedestrian involved in the crash died at the scenes. Deputies said the driver was rushed to a hospital but did not release the severity of their injuries. Both directions of TV Highway are expected to be closed for several more hours this morning between Southwest 174th Avenue and Southwest 182nd Avenue. And Brenda, that, that's right there by Our Lady of Peace Retreat oh, House. right. Yeah. yeah, it's still shut down and... Well, you know, at this time of day on a Friday, it could be a real snare in the traffic. Oh, thousands of cars a day go through there. Yeah. Well, a popular Canon Law website, CanonLaw.Ninja, is removing much of his content by today to comply with a copyright complaint, which will leave the website without an English translation of the Catholic Church's Code of Canon Law. The website, which describes itself as a resource for both professional and armchair canonists, includes an up-to-date translation of the Code of Canon Law with a tool that helps users easily find the information they're seeking. Father Paul Hedman created the website when he was a seminarian and pays for the website's upkeep with donations from users. Hedman was served with a cease and desist order from the Canon Law Society of America, which is the copyright holder of the translation. Now, the letter demands Hedman remove and destroy all copyrighted materials from the website and halt any further use, reproduction, and transmission that would infringe on CLSA's copyright. Cash short banks have borrowed about $300 billion from the Federal Reserve in just the past week, the central bank announced yesterday. Nearly half the money, $143 billion, went to holding companies for two major banks that failed over the past week, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, triggering widespread alarm in financial markets. The Fed did not identify the banks that received the other half of the funding or say how many of them did so. The holding companies for the two failed banks were set up by the FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, which has taken over both banks. The money they borrowed was used to pay their uninsured depositors with bonds owned by both banks posted as collateral. The FDIC has guaranteed the repayment of the loans, the Fed said. The figures provide a first glimpse of the scale of the Fed's assistance to the financial sector after the two banks collapsed over the past weekend. Well, the Catholic Diocese of Albany became the latest diocese in New York to seek bankruptcy protection Wednesday as it faces hundreds of lawsuits alleging sexual abuse. Bishop Edward Scharfenberger announced the Chapter 11 filing after months of negotiation between the upstate New York Diocese and lawyers representing plaintiffs over a potential settlement. Now, the Albany Diocese, like others in the state, is dealing with a deluge of lawsuits dating to when New York temporarily suspended the statute of limitations to give victims of childhood abuse the ability to pursue even decades-old allegations against clergy members, teachers, Boy Scout leaders, and others. The bishop said that as cases brought under the state's Child Victims Act were settled, quote, our limited self-insurance funds, which have been paying those settlements, have been depleted. Now, he said the bankruptcy filing was the best way to ensure that all survivors with pending litigation receive some compensation. Now, this action halts legal action against the diocese and will allow it to develop a reorganization plan that will determine available assets.
The Oregon State Legislature is expected to approve $200 million for emergency housing and homelessness services. The $200 million in emergency outlay would be on top of any funding that makes its way into the general housing and homelessness budget for the coming two years. The money aims to bolster rent assistance, expand shelters, protect homeless youth, and catalyze affordable housing development. The two bills that would make the package a reality, House Bill 2001 and House Bill 5019, are scheduled for a vote by the Oregon House on Wednesday. The bipartisan package is expected to easily pass before heading to the Oregon Senate. The bill calls for a significant amount of the money to be allocated soon after Governor Oregon Governor Tina Kotek signs the bill, likely by the end of this month. Well, this year, a record number of vendors will join the Vancouver Farmers Market, which opens this weekend. But unlike in previous years, they'll likely be able to vend into the winter months. With more vendors signed up at the downtown market than there were for all three of Vancouver markets last year, the market team is making moves to be open year-round. The market has 253 vendors signed up this year, and 63 of them are new. Plus, vendors are signing up for more days. Some days, will even have a wait list. Now, they attribute the newfound enthusiasm to vendors liking the market staff, how it's run, well, and of course, the wonderful Vancouver customers. Now, this vendor commitment has allowed the market to make its year-round transition, which is still being finalized with the city. The market will remain closed the last two weeks in December and reopen the first Saturday in January. And like for the fall market, it would be open only on Saturdays and for fewer hours than the summer market. So that Vancouver markets, it's right around Esther Short Park. That's where I was wondering. Okay. In downtown Vancouver, there is kind of a parking lot that that is south of the market, but it is right in between the farmer's market around Esther Short Park and then it's a short walk just under the overpass, and you're in, in the waterfront area right, there right. in Vancouver. Absolutely beautiful walk along the river there. It's incredible. And now that, you know, the plans are moving forward, the uh, key was torn down, uh, the, the Red Lion at the key was torn down. Right, right. That's being built up, which is right next to the bridge. The walk is going to go under it, and the former uh, Joe's Crab Shack is now leveled. That's being rebuilt. So that waterfront walk is going to continue actually for miles. It links right there uh, under the bridge, and it keeps going all the way down to the Water Resource Center, which is probably another three, four miles. Wow. You know, it already is transformed just from where it was just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It looks totally different. And I can only imagine with this addition, it's going to look like a whole new city on that side of the bridge. It really does. And there's a lot of housing going up. And, of course, parking, though, right now is at a premium because they are building now a parking garage. And so one of their parking lots is now shut down and as it's being built. So just uh, give yourself a little time to find a spot. But boy, on a weekend to cover the farmer's market in the waterfront, you got a good afternoon going on. And who knows, maybe someday we'll get a new bridge to take us there. That would be excellent. (laughs) Hey, they are celebrating and dancing on the bluff today, getting ready for tomorrow. Of course, we're talking about the University of Portland, the West Coast Conference champs. The ladies are on their way to Los Angeles to take on number five seed Oklahoma in a battle tomorrow night at six o'clock at UCLA's historic Pauley Pavilion. This will be the pilot's second time 
time in four years to go into the tournament as the WCC champs under Coach Michael Meek, but they didn't get to play last time in 2020 because COVID canceled the tournament. So going back, way back to 1994 to 97, that was the last time Portland was in the big dance. They went four straight years, didn't win a game. Oh, okay. So we're gonna we're gonna change that tomorrow night, six o'clock against uh, the Sooners of Oklahoma. Good team. I've watched them play a few times this year against uh, Baylor's women's team. Very stout team. But I I I I believe in Portland. I believe in that team. I believe in those girls. I think they can get the upset. It's not unheard of for a 12 seed to knock off a 5 seed. It happens kind of regularly during the tournament, so I expect to see that. And you can watch the game tomorrow night at 6 from Pauley Pavilion. It'll be broadcast on ESPNU, and I guarantee you I'm going to be watching. Well, we continue our discussion this hour with a third tip from the wonderful St. Patrick on ways to live life well. He said, the Lord opened the understanding of my unbelieving heart so that I should recall my sins. I got a little bobblehead St. Patrick looking over me right now. Well, like St. Patrick, we're all called to cultivate the spiritual regime of the examination of conscience. All this month, we are in the midst of Lent. So this quote is especially useful as a daily or nightly reminder to recall our sins. Penance, prayer, almsgiving, and fasting are all so much richer if we first recall our sins that we may be more humble and eager to amend our lives. So the best way to honor this advice from St. Patrick, go to confession more frequently. Many parishes around the area are offering these penance services and reconciliation evenings where there'll be multiple priests available to hear confessions. And so It's a perfect way to honor St. Patrick, to honor our Lord, and prepare well for the Easter Vigil. And and they're so powerful. There's something about doing that in community, you know, instead of just going on a Saturday to confession. It's something about that that, that penance service of doing it in a community that just kind of brings it up a notch. Oh, for sure. And in fact, one of the tips they offer about going to confession while you're waiting in line, pray for those who are making their confession. I think that could be part of why it feels a little bit more lifted. Oh, and, and should I have to confess that I'm 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 teasing Brenda with the St. Patrick's uh, bobblehead? I'm focused. You may have to. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, tomorrow is another great event. It begins at 11:30 in the morning, and it is a St. Patrick's Day luncheon happening at St. Mark's Catholic Church in Eugene. All are invited to this luncheon hosted by the St. Mark's Catholic Altar Society. On the menu are a fresh variety of salads, coffee, tea, and punch. And the event will also include some special drawings. You can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com the Hail Mary media app. You know, I feel bad on this day for St. Joseph of Arimathea because it is his feast day, too. And he just kind of gets bumped down the calendar a little bit. But uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about St. Joseph of Arimathea and a whole lot more about St. Patrick's Day after we check that wonderful weekend forecast coming up next on Mater Day Radio. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hi, I'm Zach Coyle, host of Spirit in the Schools. We're looking at 1 Kings 19, when Elijah found God not in a fire, earthquake, or tornado, but in a light, silent sound. Growing up, my background was in Jesuit education and Ignatian spirituality. And for St. Ignatius Loyola, he very much found God in lived experience, something modern-day Jesuits still look for through the examine of consciousness. Thinking of lived experience and my role as principal of St. Vincent de Paul in Fort Wayne, our students are blessed to attend adoration every two or three weeks. Seeing a young man in one of our youngest grades return from our oratory, I asked him if he liked going. He answered, yes, it's peaceful there. Jesus is there. Where can our modern world offer us this peace? I know of no better place than time spent in the presence of Christ. To me, moments like this are that light, silent sound Elijah heard, a clear sign of God at work in our world. The traditional Lenten disciplines are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And maybe this Lent, it's time to take the examine of consciousness more seriously, looking for God in our own lived experience. Each time I recommit to sustaining this prayer over a longer period, I'm amazed to see how many gifts God gives me that I would otherwise miss. We encourage you to schedule a specific time in your day for silence. Whatever you need to do, wherever you need to go, to give space to listen for the Lord. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its colleges of arts and sciences and its schools of business, education, engineering, and nursing. Learn more at up.edu. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 743 at Mater Day Radio, and what a day we have in store. Sunshine on my shoulder right now. High this afternoon, going up to 62. Cloudy tonight, low only 41. Then sunny again tomorrow, even warmer with a high of 64. But uh, don't worry, we'll have rain for you on Sunday. 
All right. Well, just like that beautiful Shamrock, it's 41 degrees at Holy Trinity Catholic Church, Beaverton. It's already 40 at St. Joseph Parish in Vancouver. Oh, that'll wake you up. Talk about a rockin' way to celebrate a little Chaley music. <laughs> a little music. Dropkick Murphys there, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, well, it's a perfect day. A Friday, it's St. Patrick's Day, it's the Feast of St. Joseph of Arimathea, so we have to have a yeah, second Yeah, don't forget him. So let's not forget St. Joseph of Arimathea. Remind our listeners, Patrick, his role in, in the life, and especially during this Lenten season, in the burial of Saint Joseph uh, Saint, of Jesus, it, it's significant because he gave up. Uh, I guess it was a family uh, burial site uh, for for Christ to be laid in the tomb. That was the tomb that came from Saint Joseph of Arimathea, evidently a, a friend of of both Jesus and Mary. Uh, while he was alive. So, you know, I, 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 we were talking earlier this morning. It's kind of sad that he gets slighted on his feast day, but, you know, he did get to see Jesus and Mary. So he that it, it kind of has his compensations. And, you know, if you think about it, you know, in hindsight, of course, he just had to wait three days and he got his plot <laughs> right back. So, I mean, God gives abundantly if you give to him for sure. So, That's of good course, thinking. Yeah. yeah let's, uh, <laughs> let's remember and pray for St. Joseph of Arimathea also on this day but we have to talk about saint patrick the wonderful do. feast days so many ways it's amazing how uh this saint is celebrated so widely around the world so growing up i have to say you know i, I didn't have like the, the the theological background on the holiday and it always kind of amazed me that People were celebrating and on a day that was named after me. I almost thought it was like, what, what, you know, why is this my why, day? This is my day, and everybody's celebrating. How about that? So, yeah, little did I know it wasn't really any, anything about me. <laughs> so, and we've talked about the ways to celebrate. Of course, if you are planning an event this evening, please enjoy, celebrate our Catholic faith, celebrate St. Patrick. But you could spend time at the grotto today. And do those beautiful outdoor stations of the cross. Of course, Chris Blanchard was with us telling us about all the things that are available to you at the beautiful National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother. It is a sanctuary in the middle of this busy city. So honor St. Patrick in a way by loving our Lord. And I think, uh, you know, in Ireland, if you go over there, it is not a day of celebration. It is a day when, when people go to mass, they, they, exactly. they really, uh, you know, honor St. Patrick and the faith that he brought to Ireland. It's, it's a total different tradition over there. And I kind of like to observe it that way myself. I think I, I, there were so many wild St. Patrick days in my past that going forward, I really need to make it more of a day of, of penance and abstinence. And so I, I I'm going to forego the corned beef today. It, okay. It's going to be uh, probably a lentil soup tonight day. All right. Well, um, I'll have your share then, <laughs> We do have a dispensation, we should say. We so you, you can eat the corned beef today. But I believe that, uh, but there are some requirements with that, and we're asked to do oh, a, yeah. an act, a penitential act in place of that. I think I'm going to just move my uh, abstinent day to, to another day, just add in an extra no meat day during my week. So I think that's another way I can also honor that too. Uh, around the world, though, so I thought we'd spend just a couple of minutes here talking about some of the ways other cities celebrate St. Patrick. I'm eager to hear this. Now, here's first things first, though. Did you know that Patrick was not his birth name? 
Well, you told me this. Yeah. According to the internet, a little quick Google search, his birth name was Maywin Sukat. S-U-C-C-A-T. And he's English, which the first time I found that out, I have to tell you, it just really upset me. And there's a city <laughs> in Wales that claims his his birthplace. Oh. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. So, uh, But if you happen to be walking down the streets of New London, Wisconsin, uh, all the signs are changed to New Dublin for the day. <laughs> Instead of New London, it's New Dublin, Wisconsin for one day. And we talked about the turning uh, the uh, Chicago River green. You know that that's not the only river that turns green on St. Patrick's Day. It happens in the United Kingdom, in China, Australia, Cairo, Prague, Italy, France, uh, and Dubai. Whoa, really? They all have a they they turn the river green for the feast of St. Patrick. And I was disappointed to learn they they dyed the river the Chicago River green last Saturday. They don't do it on St. Patrick's Day. They did it last Saturday. Well, that's strange. Yeah. It should be today. <laughs> Somebody better get that straightened out for them. Hey, nobody throws a party like New Orleans. And in fact, all the Irish today come out to the streets. They throw a parade and uh, they have a, a traditional Irish stew is what many of the restaurants serve today. Wow. So like lamb stew? Like lamb. Uh, let's see. What do they got? Uh, vegetable stew is what they mm. say. Ingredients, especially cabbage. And they take out the beef. Oh, okay. So there you go. That's one way to do it. I, as I said in the beginning of the show today, I was going to bring you my favorite uh, Irish soda bread. I, of course, did not have all the ingredients last night. But if you go to uh, our webpage today to the podcast link, I'm going to put my friend Sharon's famous Irish soda bread. You're going to love it. So I got to thinking about this because I told you my my complaint about Irish soda bread is it's always too darn dry. It's just like, you know, just it sticks to the roof of your mouth. It's too dry. I think that buttermilk is the key. There's I think that makes the difference. That's the yeah. ingredient for sure. It's a little bit on the sweet side. You don't have to necessarily put that in, but oh, it makes it oh, oh I want some. So good. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that recipe, All Patrick, right. along with everybody else. Well, honor today in every special way you can. Pray that St. Patrick's breastplate uh, as part of your regular routine, and enjoy today's second cup. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Deacon Scott Aiken, as we pray for the holy souls in purgatory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, King of glory, deliver the souls of all the faithful departed from the pains of hell and from the bottomless pit. Deliver them from the lion's mouth, that hell not swallow them up, that they fall not into the outer darkness. But let the holy standard bearer, Michael the Archangel, Bring them into that holy light which you promised unto Abraham and his seed. Amen. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and may perpetual light shine upon them. 
May the souls of all the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio. 854 at Mater Day Radio, and we're walking on sunshine. Mostly sunny today with a high headed all the way up to 62. Cloudy tonight, low of 41, and then sunny again tomorrow, even warmer with a high of 64. But rain on the way Sunday. Right now, it's warmed up to 41 here in the Rose City. We'll start dancing. Patrick is closing out our show today. Here is I Am They. My feet are on the rock. And you are listening to The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. I can see the clouds rolling. I can feel the winds. They try to shake me. I will not be moved. My feet are on the rock.
Sunshine here at Monster Day Radio. That is I Am They. My feet are on the rock. Sing along. When Irish eyes are smiling, sure it's like a Brings a tear to the eye. Oh, the one day everybody's Irish. Perfect. Oh, oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, well, happy face of St. Patrick. I love you doing that Irish step dance there, there during go. that song. That you was know great. I did that as a I child. I saw your arm swinging, though. Yeah, I know. I was, never, <laughs> I was never top of the class, but nonetheless, I love it. So, Patrick, it's been wonderful to have you on the Morning Blend all week long. It's been a blast. You've been so accommodating. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for enduring. And David will be back Monday, I assure <laughs> you. But it, it's good to kind of come back to my old haunts. I did this for a number of years back in Texas, and it's always a lot of fun, Brenda. But going to be a great weekend. All this sunshine headed down to the uh, Young Catholic Professionals event at Mount Angel tomorrow. Then I'm going to celebrate St. Joseph's Feast Day in Cloverdale at St. Joseph Catholic Church. 100-year-old church there on the coast outside of Pacific City going to be great. All right. Well, have a wonderful weekend to all our listeners. Have a wonderful and safe St. Patrick's Day. And we hope you have a very blessed day.